and it's time for the weekly Q&A that we call Splunk Talk. It's the Big 42, episode number 42, recorded Wednesday, the 11th of May, 2011. Wow, I almost screwed that up. Wow, could be 42. Answer to life, the universe, meaning of everything, and something like that? Maybe? We'll see. It's time for Splunk Talk. I gotta have more cowbell. Howdy, Maverick. Howdy. How's Howdy. it going? I'm just yelling into the microphone. I, I gotta not do that. It's going good. You know, it's um, it's not Friday. Nope. You know, yeah. Today we recorded this on Wednesday because. There's some other activities happening on Friday, and it's weird because I almost screwed up the announcement, but I did it. I powered through it. You powered through it. Uh, that's what I like about you is you can power through pretty much anything. <laughs> if you have a microphone and a recorder, you can do anything you want. And then, you know what? If I can't, <laughs> then I just edit it out so it looks like I'm good at this. Yeah, no one will be able to tell. No You're one right. can tell. Although <laughs> I know I've been getting a little lazy on not editing out the coughs and the and all that other stuff. But then again, there's been a lot less of that due to the the missing presence of our uh <laughs> yeah, our good friend Jeff Blake. We miss him so. We do. We got to get him we, back on the show. Yeah, he, we need to get him back. You're right. You know, I've been talking about having Eric Swan, the co-founder of Splunk. Yeah, what happened with that? Uh, well, you know, I was I'm sort of planning, although I put it off, I'm planning on taking a trip to San Francisco and I was thinking of just doing it live. Mhm. Oh, I should Im- insert some sort of Bill O'Reilly you know, we'll do it live thing there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so because I think Eric might need a little hand holding with the whole, you know, conferencing stuff because he's got an assistant, you know, so I don't know. I'll see if I can get him scheduled as my trip seems to be. Is, is she being, is she being an assistant? She helps. Oh, no, or? she's great, dude. She's on top of it. She's like, her name is Patricia. Mm-hmm. And she seems like a very nice person. She's the assistant to the CTO. Wow, that's a big deal. That's and uh, cool. she, you know, she was like, she put it on her list of stuff to do, and <laughs> I forgot about it. And she was like, "Do you want to have Eric on the show?" I'm like, "Okay, yeah." Well, maybe. so <laughs> yes. you're dropping the ball. That's exactly yes, per <laughs> usual. That I can't edit out. Those are just my behaviors. Yeah. Anyway, well, that's okay. that's okay. We'll we'll get them we'll get them on uh, soon. What's the I deal think- with the 42? Where does that? What does that? What does that mean? What are you talking about? That's like the that's the answer to the ultimate question. Life, the meaning, the meaning of life, the universe, and everything. Right. That's that's correct. Yeah. The, the, Where does that come seven, from? It's like it, it, it's from that book, the life uh, from the me, oh, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I think. There you go. Um, there you go. That it took was awesome. seven. That's a seven and a half million years for the computer, and and it was so long they didn't know the question anymore. They just knew it was the ultimate answer. So, see, I never read the book, but I have heard the song uh, by Wham. <laughs> <You know. laughs> stop! Please stop! No, please. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> don't, okay. Oh, don't. You know what? You know what? One of my other favorite songs is. It's right here. All righty. It's my favorite song because you wrote it, and it means that it's time to do and do some Q and A, baby. Time to do some Q and A. All right, what do we got on we the? We got docket? a couple of questions today. I got a, I got, I, I got a question for you actually. Okay. 
So, so, so get ready. Make sure you're sitting down for this. This is a really complex one. Okay. So other than their list price. Wait. What? Wait. <laughs> Before we answer the question, I want to know, do you happen to know who asked this question? What, this particular one? Yes. Well, we usually don't talk about who's actually asking. Ah, but we do talk about this particular person on occasion, right? Well, if you want to re- if you want to say it, make a call. Paolo Prione. Okay, all right. Yeah. Now, so, okay, before we jump into the question, Paolo, he's from Italy. Or Italia. Um, he works for a partner of Splunk's and uh he's a cool cool guy and good listener, good Splunk nerd. And so he sends a question in like you might want to. Where do we do that? Splunk Talk at Splunk.com. Through the electronic mail system invented a long time ago. Okay. (laughs) So Paolo sends this question in, and apparently he's been paying a a little bit of attention to some of the things that I've been saying. Like... uh, Like the boring stuff. Well, yeah, the boring (laughs) stuff. Okay, but as many of you know that I... uh, you know, I cook stuff. And then I think recently I was talking about I was doing a low carb diet. That's and right. so Paolo says something like, uh, you know, I, I can't get with the low carb diet. We love our carbs here in Italy and uh, pasta rules. And you know what? I completely agree. I agree with you, Paolo. You do agree. Okay. I love I love to eat sugary based foods i am not allergic to gluten <laughs> you're not biased in but in any i'm way. just trying to be a little bit more healthy because i'm supposed to be a ninja and or you just my skills fat. are getting slow so <laughs> i have lost a little bit of weight anyways what was our good friend paulo asking so, us so our good friend uh decided to ask us another question this week he says um other than their list price i'm paraphrasing here um because it was an Italian. No, just kidding. Um, other than their list price, are HA licenses different from regular Splunk licenses? And if so, how do I cope with with them using a centralized license manager? Um, okay, so Splunk has a has an HA or high availability license, and it it has a, a different list price. Okay. Whatever that is, it costs different. It's it, a different price. It costs. It just, it's a different skew. It's yeah. not, as far as I know, a different type of license. Um, it's just like if you were doing HA, you would duplicate the data, and we figure, well, it's kind of stupid to make you to pay for the complete full entire price. copy of the data. So there's a discount. But like, what would you do? This this is kind of a good question. Um, they're not like regular license. Yeah, they're technically like a regular license. But um, you would want to likely assign, create a pool for the HA servers. That's really all you have to do. Maybe someday there will be that. Um, there, there is a class. So let me back up one second. There is a couple of classes of license. There is a source type only license that does exist. Okay. Which I think you can purchase. I have no idea how much that is. Um, because the license manager is aware whether it's an all data license or a source type only license. So right. someday, perhaps, there could be an, an HA class license uh, that Splunk would just sort of know about. Um, but there isn't right now. You just get, 
Yeah, obviously, um, probably a secondary license of the same, uh, the same um, volume, but you would want to create a pool, a license pool for your highly available servers and stick that one over there and kind of keep an eye on it and probably use deployment manager as well to get an idea of, you know, where you're at as far as your license there. So, I mean, deployment monitor, the monitor. Deployment monitor. Yeah. Like, I wish it was named different, although that's what it does. It does monitor your deployment. That's it's right. It's just that it's very similar to deployment manager. That's correct. So I didn't, I'm not, and I chose not to edit that out. So Yeah, and, an, and another side note about HA license, because I know a few customers myself who've bought one of these um, special ones. Uh, again, special in the sense that it's list, listed price. The list price is different, discounted, because it's meant for a copy of a data that's already indexed once by a regular enterprise license, you know, potentially on another server, hopefully. So that's the whole idea is you have a second copy of it. Um, I believe HA license can be used for multiple backup copies too. So if you wanted to HA, if you wanted to have an HA, uh, you know, a, a copy of a mirror copy, so to speak, indexed on a second one, and then you wanted to do it on a third one, you could apply the HA license in both cases is what I, what, what I've heard. Uh, some people like maybe it's, maybe it's dormant until one goes down, the other one comes up, that kind of thing. But that's the idea is it's just for managing those back, uh, those backup type copies or second copies that are like on hot standby. Yeah. Secondary. Most of the time people, the way they do HA and Splunk is they replicate the data. So those with forwarders, they'll, stream it clone it to two different indexers and they'll you know they'll right. use like an f5 or something like that to determine which is the available one which is good uh, right but it's, technically it's there's no new data mixed in on one that's not on the other basically it's got to be an exact copy but that's the that's the qualification in and it's more kind of an honor system so to speak right that you're going to do it like that um yeah yeah so uh okay um i have a question for you well, go ahead. I Not wanna... from Paolo, although I'd, we'd gladly answer two questions from Paolo. Um, I want to take input from my syslog and use a partial match from the first few octets of the IP address and do a lookup to a table to establish the associated site code. Is that possible? And if so, how? Hmm. Okay. All right. That's very interesting. So in other words... Uh, you might have a source IP, but you only want to do the partial match on it, not the whole thing um, on the prefix pieces or the few prefix octets. Um, with Splunk, within Splunk, what you would probably do, you probably would need to well, okay, hold put on a, a custom. Well, this is associated psychos. So maybe this person who asked in this question has has different, they have different networks, right? So it's like 199.34.54. For example, and the fifty-four is a site code that he has, right? Maybe you think that's well. What it could it is? be well. Well, he's, that's why I think it could be any. I mean, I, it, from a lookup perspective, it could be anything you want, right? Correct. It could be any column you want. So in this case, I think what he's yeah, it's probably more something like a normalization that needs to happen on just the first one or two octets or something. Um, and so you want to get a general site code for those for those uh, prefixes. Um, so what you'd have to do is you'd have to custom build a custom extraction or at least one way you can do it. I guess there's a couple ways. One way is to build a custom extraction for those octets and then use that as your input into your lookup, uh, like a CSV file or whatever that then would have the site codes more generically assigned to like 54.55 or 54.55, that kind of thing, 54.60 or whatever it is. Um, 
and in your case, um, and then that would work that way. Um, and then there's another way. Do you know? Do you know the other way? Um, well, since you're using IP addresses, and really, what you're likely going to have is a set of either IPs um, or potentially networks in your table. Uh, you could use um, something called CIDR matching inside of uh, inside of lookups. Correct. That's correct. Okay. That's what. I, what that's what I was kind of. What does cider mean? It's like it, I think it's. Um, I'm not really. So like Mike's uh, hard cider. I think that's what I think so. Um, maybe maybe somebody listening can tell us what that is. Uh, 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 hold on, I just got an email from somebody right now who is listening to us. The fact that we're not live. It means classless, not without class. Not without class. Classless interdomain routing. It's just a method for allocating IP addresses and routing. So, in the formats, sometimes are a little bit different. You have to include. Oh, and then stuff. you call notation, and all the network nerds are like, "Wild, you're an idiot." Yeah. No, no, no. I've known this, but like, I just I, I need to read this wiki page on wiki wikipedia.org slash wiki slash cider underscore notation. Because it's a way of sort of like blocking out IP addresses and creating networks and um, subnet masks and all that stuff. But uh, it's an easy way to search because if you were going to go like 192.168.0.0 slash 22, it'll give you a range of IPs instead of you having to know what they are. And that's right. And, and in your lookup, you're going to set the CIDR as the match type is what you'll do for that case. And then there's, but if you have, don't, oh, so let's there's say you, match type now, isn't that, is that new? That's, that's a new one. I think in four, in four, two, I believe um, that we, or maybe four, one, but I think it's four, two is because I, I don't remember seeing this I can before. Find this. I don't remember seeing this, but I do know that you can do wildcard as another type of match type if you wanted to do a wildcard match. So if you wanted to do it, not cider, but just with a, with a star or whatever, I think that you could use that as well. Um, and of course, if he's, the default is exact, the, the, the match type is exact, meaning that's what it's always been before. So that's what I would expect. Interesting. See, you know, the cool thing is like I learn stuff in the midst of us actually answering questions. <laughs> Which is cool, you know. It makes me go to the docs. Um, where where else do you go? Do you go to answers a lot? I still go there a lot. You know, I do. Um, but I found. Uh, sorry, and we already know this. The search sucks on answers. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does suck. I mean, it's unfortunate, but you know, I I um I had something come up this week. Hold on, let me back up. Yeah, I did. We cover the end of that question, so. Yeah, yeah. This no, person could was... use. He'd probably want to use cider matching so that he didn't have to, um, you know, cider or wild card. Well, well the, yeah. The only re yeah, exactly. That's the right way to do it. The only reason I was saying you might want to do an extraction is because you might do it inline and not just do it as you search until you get a chance to update the uh, the config file to actually do it. Like you know what I'm saying? Like well, yeah. And I've done this before. So um, at Interop, which is a trade show they do a couple times a year, we used to participate in the knock of it. And I pulled out network as a field, which was like the third octet. Right. So everything was on the dot fifty network was in this particular colo. Everyone that was on the dot ninety network. So I had the location, and that's what you would use for. But you know, honestly, I kind of like I like the idea of using something like cider a little bit better. But I like the fact that that's been added, and even that wildcard was added because I don't think wildcard has been there. 
It w- I don't think it was either. We yeah. can look. How do we look? How do you tell if something has changed in the documentation? Um, Hold on. I don't know. Why don't you tell me how? Maverick, here's, here's, here's Maverick's answer. I want to learn something Here's Maverick's now. answer. Okay. So, provided the manual still exists that you're looking in, what does that mean? Well, they went and changed a couple things in the docs. There's now a distributed deployment manual. So some of the stuff got moved out of the admin manual. But right now, I'm in the admin manual. I'm looking at transforms.conf, you know, the page that has the... The dot, this, the, 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 all the values that can be in that file, like the spec, the spec, the spec, it. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, because I just I searched on the word match underscore type because I wanted to see what Maverick was about to tell me. And at the very top, and this is one cool thing about online documentation, you can always click PDF and get the whole shoot and match as a PDF. But Splunk uses, I was gonna say Wikimedia, <laughs> uses MediaWiki, which is technically <laughs> the same thing. It uses MediaWiki for its documentation. And the cool thing about wikis is they have versioning built in. So up in the upper left-hand corner, you usually, unless you're an employee or a part of the beta program, the latest release is available to you. Right. You can go all the way back. So let's say I go to 4.1. You can select that, and it will give you the 4.1 version of that. And in this case, match, match type did not exist in 4.1. So um, it is a new feature uh, in Woo-hoo. 4.2. And um, nicely done. Yeah, it's nicely done. And the, the other cool thing about the wiki is um, if you can see, you can actually see what version uh, one of Splunk version two of the docs. Because there are people that are out there using Splunk 2.0. I'm sure there are. Yeah. Probably look at it. And if, if you go into the product and you click help, how do, I mean, how do you know, how does it know which the right version is, obviously. So having online documentation is nice because it submits the version of the product so you get the version that is deployed. So anyways, um, that should have been in the what did I learn this week because I actually learned it now and it's technically <laughs> this week. So I learned about cider notation and I learned about Match type is uh, is a brand new feature of lookup, which is cool. And lookups are awesome. I mean, actually, I didn't I say I was going to stop saying awesome? I don't know, but I learned that you like pasta and other sugary type how, how do, foods. Who, how, isn't that assumed that everyone in the world likes pasta? <laughs> I, I guess it depends on who you are and where you're from, but... Well, if um, you, it's if like you, I used to I used to think that everyone liked mash. Like, you ever had like a baked potato? Like you were talking about potatoes or no, whatever, and, pa- and Paula, Paula was mentioning potatoes. So there's p- parts of the world that I found out. I found out there's p- people in certain parts of the world that that is not a food that they like or that they would eat. Wait, wouldn't this be a "What did I learn this week?" part? Yeah, probably. But okay, I, don't, I mean, we'll just, I f- we'll just we're combining it all together okay. at this point. <laughs> but I mean, what did like, I like, learn about potatoes? Podcast. Like, I, like I've gone. To, let's put it this way. I've gone to Baker Brothers. I don't know if you have ever been to that restaurant, but they have salads and. And baked potato, like all kinds of decked out, like pimped out baked potatoes, like with any, any and all kinds of things on it. Different versions, Santa Fe, California style baked potato, you know, just the ingredients and everything on it are just all different, right? And I've gone there with 
a few people that are not from America that were with me. And they were like, why would you order that? Like, that is just the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. Like, I'm chomping down and mashing it all in. You know how you take a baked potato and you mash it all, the ingredients all in there, and you mix it up before you can eat it. You get it. The potato absorbs all the butter and sour cream and everything and whatever other toppings on it, right? I'm getting hungry. (laughs) And it's like, they're just like, that would never eat that, you know? But and it's, I don't know. I now just, I hear, it's, I hear it's, different strokes for different folks yeah, in my if, head. Right. That's what I hear. So, so, but, you know, but that's, anyway, to, to tie that into Splunk, I'll just say Splunk is kind of the same way. You can mash all kinds of things like that and make it really appetizing and everything. It may not be everyone's, uh, everyone's cup of tea, so to speak, but... But I think that for most people, if they would just give it a try, they might find that, hey, this tastes pretty good after all. Yeah, potatoes are good. I would agree. So I think I'm glad we can agree that potatoes are good. And the world should come together and be aware that potatoes are good. (laughs) Um, Okay, so I'm also I'm getting into jalapeno peppers. But anyways, I digress. A couple things as we're going to do a reminder uh, for the next couple of probably for the next month or so, is uh, Splunk user... Well, Splunk user groups. Check on splunk.com slash page slash events. Or isn't it meetup.com slash Splunk, I think? That's, that's correct. That's correct. slash Splunk. For, uh, yeah. That you'll... And that, you know, you might want to sign up for because then you can... Uh, you can create your own meetup, which is cool. Because if you happen to be in a community uh, that, you know, you know some dudes and chicks that use Splunk... And you want to get together? It's a good idea because we all learn from each other. Like, like even on this podcast, I learn from Maverick, and sometimes we get questions from people and we don't know the answer. We had to figure it out. So, Meetup.com/splunk is a great way to find out when they are. Of course, you can go to the website and figure that stuff out too. Um, and you want to host it? Do it because you are the community. That should be a bumper sticker or something like that. I don't know. Um, <laughs> the other thing is Splunk. User conference is coming up in Augusto, 15th through the 17th, if I'm correct, because I've read that 50,000 times and should memorize it by now. Uh, Splunk.com slash page slash events. There's a, there should be a place where you can register. You could submit papers if you're interested in presenting. Uh, if you're just going to come and crash the party, you can try that as well. So um, that's coming up. There's a lot of other things coming up, but that's in San Francisco on the 20th. Uh, at uh, August 15th through 17th, 2011. And that's fun. It'll be fun. I think it'll be great. Yeah. Are you going to go? Uh, I might. Okay. I'm thinking. Uh, we're, I, think, I think we're targeting like way, like twice as many people or more, maybe three times as what last year because of the demand. Yeah, but check popular. it out. The, the, so I was talking to, it's going to be a little different because it's over three floors. So, uh, yeah, so I'm trying to figure out, like, maybe if we, like, go there, if you and I go and do the podcast or whatever. Um, yeah, if we can how do we're that, gonna we, I'll go if we're going to do the podcast. I'll well, hell yeah, that. I wouldn't go and not do the podcast. Uh, <laughs> I love seeing pictures of DJ Skillman. But um, uh, where remember we had that last year. So if, for those of you who didn't attend, we did the podcast. It was episode number 10. Of the podcast, and we um, we did it in a big open foyer, and it was cool because we were able to grab people and get them in there. But I'm not sure if we're going to be able to do that, so we might have to. Uh, uh, on the other hand, we might get a little bit more support, so maybe have our own table, and maybe we could set up some interviews and a few other things. So we'll figure that out. If you're coming and you're listening to this, or as Maverick would say, 
if you can hear the sound of my voice and you are coming to Splunk User Conference, maybe you could be on the show. How cool would that be? That would be totally cool. All right. So I'm going to do this. Um, my favorite song again, which is, uh, oh, shucks. All right. We did learn a lot this week. Some of it we talked about, which included potatoes and cider notation. Um, the only other thing that's non-Splunk that I learned is Angry Birds. The movie? No, actually. Okay. I, 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 they're, they're doing a movie on that, right? If not, they should do a kid. Angry Birds. Yeah, Angry Birds, right? <laughs> yeah. Just came out at the Chrome Web Store. Okay, so you might have heard of a browser called Chrome. I happen to use Rockmelt, which is a version of Chrome built on Chrome. But I just got a pop-up. It said it's available. If you go to chrome.google.com, and uh, you can play Angry Birds within the browser. So I think it's kind of uh, awesome. And it's free, uh, which is cool. Um, so there you go. That's what I learned. And um, some Splunk stuff, but I think I'll save some of that for next week. So, All right. Um, anything else for you? Anything food related or uh, Splunk related or even? No, I, I think, no, I, I mean, I think that uh, the potato thing got me hungry. I want to go make one now. <laughs> you know, it's not that far from dinner time, so. So you might want to do that. Uh, so if you want to, so if you want to contact us or send a question in like Paulo did, you can send it to Splunk Talk at Splunk.com. We'll be happy to talk about your uh, quite answer your question on the air uh, and the podcast. And then, and, and like like Michael saying, if you're going to be at the Splunk Live, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, the Splunk User Conference, then maybe we'll get to interview you or get you on the show, and you can give props to your say hi to your mom or something like that. Wow, what does that mean? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I know. There you go. Alrighty. Email us splunktalksplunk.com. Have a fabulous week. Thanks for hanging out with me and Maverick. And uh, as always, uh, happy splunking. Happy splunking.